You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 46, When Your Child Lies to You. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Welcome to today's episode. I just want to start by saying that I know there are so many podcasts out there for you to choose from, and I truly appreciate and feel so honored that you choose this one to be among them. I have heard from so many of you, either in a mini session or an email, that this show has helped you see things differently and show up differently in your role as a parent, and that is the goal. Really, I love this work, and I'm so happy to be able to share what I know with you to help you feel better, because when you feel better, you do better, right? If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. The more reviews a show gets, the more it gets shown to others. So a quick two or three sentences about something you've learned or why you listen would be very much appreciated. So let's get into today's topic. We're talking about when your child lies to you. First, I'm going to talk about what happens developmentally and why kids lie and then talk about how to think about your child's lying and trust in a way that serves you and your family. Ready? Okay. First thing to know, kids lie. Adults lie. Human beings lie. (laughs) Child development specialists consider lying to be a normal, natural occurrence in childhood. Developmentally, until the age of about five, Kids are experimenting with the power of language, they're engaging in wishful thinking, and they're learning to distinguish between fantasy and reality. Making up stories is a sign of developing intelligence and having an active and healthy imagination. If your child tells his friend that he has a pet dog and you don't have a dog, it's likely just wishful thinking. You can acknowledge that he wishes he had a pet dog and talk with him about what that would be like, but you don't have to freak out and call him a liar or get upset with him. From about the age of six, most kids know the difference between the truth and lies. They test the limits as they try to figure out what they can get away with at home and school and with whom. And As they gain better cognitive abilities and executive functioning skills, they become capable of telling better lies. It's so funny because it means our kids are getting smarter and more developed, but we don't go around bragging about them reaching a milestone of lying. (laughs) So why do kids lie? For the same reasons adults lie. They don't want to deal with the consequences that telling the truth will create. The most common reason is self-protection. They did something they weren't supposed to do, and they don't want to get in trouble. They have a strong desire to please you and don't want you to be mad or yell at them. Now, this is really important to understand. If the reason your child is lying is because he's afraid you're going to get mad, the best way to get him to tell you the truth 
is to never get mad when he tells you the truth. We're going to talk more about that later on. The second reason kids lie is for personal benefit. They cheat in a game in order to win. They lie about their ability to do something to gain attention or recognition. Or they lie to avoid some kind of responsibility. I remember when Dahlia was little and I would be tucking her into bed and I could tell she hadn't brushed her teeth. And I'd say, did you brush your teeth? And she'd say, yes. Now, in that type of situation, many moms get into a, no, you didn't, yes, I did, power struggle with their kids. I just used to say, well, go do it again. And she'd go back into the bathroom and brush her teeth. I think it gave her an opportunity to save face rather than continue to have to lie. So try it next time. The other thing parents do is to ask a question when they already know the answer. Like if you see cookie crumbs on your child's face, don't ask her whether she ate the cookie. (laughs) Then you're not only setting her up to lie, but you're being dishonest yourself. Simply say, I see you ate a cookie before dinner. That means you won't be having one for dessert after dinner. When Marissa was around five, she drew all over the living room wall and then blamed Dahlia. But the scribbles were in a place that Dahlia couldn't yet reach, so I knew she had lied. I calmly pointed this out to her and told her I knew she wasn't telling the truth, and her consequence was that she wasn't allowed to use the crayons for a day or two. We totally laugh about that story now, and she still blames her sister for things all the time. (laughs) The third most common reason kids lie is to be polite, avoid conflict, or to spare another person's feelings. Known as little white lies, these types of lies are pretty socially acceptable, and the older kids get, the more white lies they tend to tell. We as parents believe that we know when our kids are lying to us. But get this, according to a research study, when it comes to their own children, parents detect lies only 8% of the time, compared with people who are not the child's parents, who can detect the lies 43% of the time. This is because of what psychologists call truth bias. Truth bias is the phenomenon that we want to believe others, especially our kids. We want so badly to believe them that we'll even overlook evidence to the contrary. So the bottom line is, your kids will lie. The only problem with that is when you think that they shouldn't lie. When you believe they shouldn't lie and they do, you'll become angry and reactive, which will perpetuate the habit of lying. Now, I'm not suggesting that you don't have consequences for breaking the rules or consequences for lying. I think you absolutely should. But if you believe that your child should always behave and tell you the truth, you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to control him to make sure he never misbehaves or lies. And you cannot control what your child does. The only thing you can control is how you are going to think, feel, and act when he does whatever it is that he does. That is it. The more you try to control your child, the more out of control you'll both become. Now, I can hear you asking, but what about trust? How can I have a good relationship with my child if I can't trust him? Here's the thing about trust. Just like any emotion you want to feel, it depends on you, not him. We think that trust is based on someone else's actions. 
But what is trust? Trust is believing that someone is telling you the truth. Trust doesn't mean that they are telling you the truth. Trust is a function of something you choose to do by believing what others tell you. Your trust in someone is based on whether you believe they're telling you the truth, not on whether they're actually telling you the truth. I'm going to repeat that because I know it's hard to follow. Your trust in someone is based on whether you believe they're telling you the truth, not on whether they're actually telling you the truth. So for example, let's say your child was vaping for six months before you found out about it. That entire six months that he was sneaking around and lying to you, you'd be trusting him because you believed he was being honest. But the minute he admitted it and the truth was out, that's when you'd lose your trust in him. So we can trust someone when they're lying and not trust them when they're telling the truth. Isn't that crazy? This proves that trust has nothing to do with your child's behavior and everything to do with your thoughts. What you really mean when you say you want to trust your child is that you want him to follow your manual so you can have feelings of certainty and confidence and comfort. Those are all the things your brain wants you to feel because it makes your life so much easier. But then you're in emotional childhood, thinking that your child and his behavior are responsible for your feelings. And we know that's impossible. You are responsible for all of your feelings. So the only person you truly need to trust is yourself. You're the only one whose thoughts, feelings, and actions you can actually control and verify as true. And that's the real issue. So many moms don't trust themselves to be able to handle whatever situations come up. When you trust yourself to be able to handle things and manage your own mind, trusting others isn't as much of an issue. You can trust that your kids are going to behave the way they're going to behave and that you have no control over it. You can trust that they're going to lie. And you can trust that you are the one who gets to decide what you make it mean about them and about you. Will you make it mean that you're a horrible mom or that you have a horrible kid or that your child is going to grow up to be a pathological liar and a total delinquent? Or will you make it mean that their misbehavior or their lying is a teaching opportunity and an opportunity for them to learn and grow? I mentioned before that the best way to get your child to tell you the truth is to never get mad when he tells you the truth. Because we send kids a very confusing message. We say, I want you to tell me the truth. But when you tell me the truth, I'm going to get mad and punish you. And when you lie to me, I'm going to get mad and punish you. So your child thinks, if I tell the truth, she'll definitely get mad and punish me. But if I lie, at least there's a chance she won't find out. Do you see that we've set them up to lie? We need to allow space for them to make mistakes as part of helping them learn to be honest, even when it's difficult. Not only do kids misbehave and lie to test the limits of what they can get away with, but they're also testing the unconditionality of our love. Loving your child unconditionally means you love and accept him even when he misbehaves and lies. When kids know they're loved no matter what, 
They have no reason to lie. They can come to you and admit their mistakes. They can say, mom, I'm not proud of this choice I made, or mom, I really messed up and I need your help. The goal is not that your child never misbehaves or lies again. The goal is that you show up as the mom you most want to be when he does. There's no upside to getting angry when your child lies to you. It doesn't change the fact that he did, and it doesn't make your relationship any better. You don't need to always be happy when he tells you the truth, but don't be upset when he lies. And you can handle these types of situations without any emotional drama at all. You can enforce consequences with love and very matter-of-factly. One time, Marissa informed me that Dahlia had taken a piece of chocolate from the grocery store without paying for it. I explained to Dahlia that she needed to go back and return it. Now, she had an emotional meltdown because she was embarrassed and upset with herself, and I later found out that she thought she was going to be arrested and taken to jail. (laughs) But I was totally calm because I was thinking, this is a great learning opportunity. This is going to be hard for her, but she's going to take responsibility and do the right thing. And of course, the manager at the store was so appreciative and proud of her, as was I, and she was pretty proud of herself too. Now, I want to read something from Hal Runkel, the author of Scream Free Parenting. He wrote, go out of your way to believe whatever your kid says regardless. I know this sounds really counterintuitive or maybe even nuts. Why would I believe a kid who keeps lying to me? What am I, stupid? Here's why. The truth almost always comes out eventually. When that happens, where do you want to be? It may feel good to trap them, expose their deceit, and stand over them, claiming, I knew you were lying. But does this inspire your kids to tell you the truth in the future? No, it does just the opposite. It leaves them feeling shamed, so they simply get better at hiding the truth, especially if they think you're not going to believe them regardless. When you overtly believe them, even praising them for their honesty up front— then it gives their conscience the chance to guide their behavior and rise up to the level of person you clearly believe them to be. Now, the final thing that I'll say is that if honesty is important to you, you need to practice being honest. Adults tell white lies all the time, and kids know it. Also, I think parents tend to lie to their kids to avoid dealing with their child's negative emotions. It's just easier to lie and say that the park is closed than to be honest and say, I'm choosing not to take you to the park today. Or to say there are no cookies left in the jar than to explain why you don't want to give them the cookie. If you want your child to give you honesty, you need to be worthy of receiving it. Your child needs to be able to trust you. And you don't just earn the right to their trust because you're the mom. You earn it by showing up in trustworthy ways, doing what you say you're going to do, keeping your promises, practicing the same values you want them to adopt, respecting their boundaries and privacy, and taking responsibility for your own mistakes. When you demonstrate your own integrity, you not only set a great example, you make it more likely for them to share their truth with you. Most parents spend way too much time worrying about their kids lying to them and trying to control them, and not nearly enough time building trust with themselves by learning how to manage their minds and have their own backs. 
So try shifting the focus from trusting your child to trusting yourself. Think about your own habits. In what situations and with whom do you lie and why? Do you like your reasons? How can you develop confidence in your own ability to handle any situation? How can you develop trust in yourself to be the kind of mom you want to be? I think asking those questions and doing this kind of work will not only make you a more honest and aware person, but a more compassionate mom. And that is no lie. (laughs) So as always, if you want more help with this or anything related to parenting, go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to sign up for a free mini session with me. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com. Listener.